I let my heart be my conscience of my brain. And that sounds a little crazy, but it's really not. If you let your heart keep your brain focused on the right thing, you'll never lose. Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, where we showcase phenomenal individuals who have overcome serious traumas, life obstacles, and challenges to find their own path to fearless happiness. Listen as Max Naist invites guests from all around the world to share their experiences and spread strength, hope, and faith. This is the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and this is Max Naist. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in this world. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Today, I have a special guest. Um, I was just chatting with him before we started this podcast, how much I look up to this gentleman. Uh, He's accomplished quite a bit in his lifetime, and he's just one of those guys that is just down to earth. And, um, you know, he says what he means and he means what he says. So if he's speaking, you listen, listen to him. And I love his always when someone's spot on, he got, he does his kadam boom and I I've copied him. So I love <laughs> you for that, Sammy. Um, so what I like to do, Sammy, is have you introduce yourself uh, to the audience, who you are and what you do. And then we're going to just take it from there. So thank you, Max. What an honor to be on here with you. Um, my name's Sammy Knight. I'm, the old guy in the room in a lot of rooms, I'm 63. Uh, I feel like I'm 23 because I made every mistake on the planet earth that can be made. And, uh, when I finally, uh, got my head out of my behind and it was a very loud pop when it came out. Um, and I feel like I'm getting a chance to do it all over again and do it right. So I'm just a, a blessed man. Uh, I'm in the real estate business and, some ancillary services off of that. I spent a lifetime in corporate America prior to that. Uh, been with the same girl for 47 years. Uh, started dating her 47 years ago, married her 42 years ago, and made uh, it's probably, it is my single biggest accomplishment in life. Um, and I made a ton of mistakes and stupid moves, and she stuck with me. I don't know why, uh, other than the fact that the good Lord blessed me. And so I'm a very fortunate man. And she's, you know, you always hear people being with you for through thick and thin. And, uh, she has been with me through thick and thin. I'll never forget one time I was a little angry at her <laughs> and uh, I was talking to my dad and my dad, my dad was kind of a simple man and a straight to the point guy. And he said, you remember that day you got married? And I said, yes, sir. He said, I standing by you, wasn't I? I said, yes, sir. He said, didn't you say I will? And I said, I did. He said that you would do everything humanly possible to make this marriage work. In shorts, what he said. And I said, yes, sir. He said, so don't come whining to me. To talk to your wife. <laughs> I love it. You he's know, right. I, he's right, right? Because, um, yeah, I listened to a story when my mom was alive. She would tell me my sister who died of Parkinson's five years ago, now almost six years ago, mm. right? She was married to my brother-in-law. I think it was at the time of her death. I, 
40 plus years too, right? They were both 16 wow. when they got married, right? And my mom had wow. sat her down and said, if you do this, you're going to stick to it and you're not. So every time my sister would show up on her doorstep with her bags, my mom would grab her bags, put it in the car, grab her, put her in the car and take her back home and said, you wanted this, right? And and they stayed together for quite a long time with five boys, you know, and I don't know how wow. many grandkids between them, you know what I mean? And and that's what I admire about you, Sammy, is like, you know, I, I know some of your backstory and I only have seen pictures of your beautiful wife and I, I don't know her name. I apologize. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I, I strive for in my marriage is to have that long term. Right. Like, I don't have anyone to run to anymore. Right. If something goes, <laughs> I got to go with my head down. OK, honey, we need to have a talk. Right. But she's she's yeah, yeah. been. Go ahead. That's cool. Well, my wife didn't have anybody to run to either. She lost her mother when she was eight. Okay. And she lived through a couple of failed marriages with her father. And and so everything that that we've been able to accomplish, I attribute to her because she made her mind up it was not gonna happen in her family. And uh right. and so I I'm so so fortunate. But I can tell you talk about you know, when your sister would go back to your mother and your mother would pack her bags up one time, I think we'd been married about three years and I came home. I'd been out with the buddies at the bar for happy hour. And, uh, my wife likes to say I got drunk. I think I got overserved. is what happened. <laughs> uh, and, I love it. And I, I came home and, uh, after I finally made it up those two steps, she walked me right back out, put me in the car and took me home to my parents. And she pulled up in the driveway and we had a little, little uh, Pontiac Sunbird. And she reached across to me and she opened the passenger door and she pushed me out. Of course, I hit the concrete like a flopping minnow, you know. Oh, and man. I remember laying there on the concrete <laughs> and watching her back out and that front wheel going right by my head. I'll never forget the look of that. <laughs> and my mother, then I raised my head and my mother flipped on the front porch light and opened the door. And said, what are you doing? And my wife had her window down and said, I'm bringing him back. I don't want him anymore. And my mother said, I don't either. And shut the door. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. See, you're, you're mom, but oh, man. I mean, you know, I, I thank God for you guys, like the guys that have come before me. Right. So I got so much wealth of knowledge I could tap into. Um, you know, cause I mean, I, and I, my wife is great. She has taught me so much in this almost five years of marriage about how to be a father, how to be a husband, you know what I mean? And, and, and just love on me the whole time while she's doing it. Right. Put up with all my idiosyncrasies and stuff like that. So I guess we're lucky that we got women that put up with our, as they say, our shit, right, Sammy? <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, you know, I got I a lot of it. <laughs> so I want to talk about that. Some of this stuff, but I want to talk, you know, like in your personal life, business life, like, like my show here is to inform the audience, you know, no matter where you come from, no matter the challenges, like you've talked about, you, you can, you know, and it doesn't matter how old you, you know, we are, right. We can be successful, right. If we're willing to change some things and, and do some work. Right. So, uh, if you would share, Share some of the early challenges in your life that you you came across, you know, in, in, in getting married and having a business and, and just life. So we got married when we were 20, uh, just got out of junior college and um, didn't finish our we finished our junior college degrees, but uh, didn't go any farther. 
I went to work for the telephone company. My father retired from there. So small town America, you work for a company like that. You got a good retirement, good, good everything, you know, and I thought, well, this is what I'll do. I didn't have any aspirations to do anything bigger other than following my dad's footsteps, right. which were great footsteps, believe me. And, um, so I went to work for him and I'd been named, um, the, uh, a future, I mean, a management trainee, uh, was selected in the management training program at three years and 10 months with them at three years and 11 months. The federal government decided that AT&T was a monopoly and they split it up into baby bells. This was back in 1983. And, um, we had a meeting at my three year and 11 month anniversary. And they said, anybody with less than four years service, go find you another job. Cause you will not be called back. Oh, man. So I had nothing, nothing to fall back on nothing. And a couple of local guys that I knew had real good businesses in construction and they helped me out for a little bit of time. And so I realized I'm going to have to figure out how do I go forward and, provide and do all that you know the night that i got married my dad walked up to me after the vows and we stepped to the side you know to get ready for the pictures and he said you know it's been really good having you as my son and i look forward to having it a long time from now he said but as of this moment you're a provider that's your duty i thought wow and here i was i couldn't provide so I rolled my sleeves up and competed for jobs that required college degrees and some that required a master's and uh, got them because I was determined. I have a story about that, too. That's fact. But uh, I was determined to provide not not as much to go after some big massive goal that may exist out there. I was, I had to provide for my family. Didn't have any children at the time. And, um, so I bounced around and finally got into food business and felt like it was a good spot for me. Cause you can look at me and see that I eat quite well. So food was a good spot for me. So, <laughs> uh, I did that for a while and, uh, I, I, I started seeing what success looked like and capturing that success and doing just going the extra mile and, and taking some risk. And, you know, it taught me how to make some decisions that could impact, but I still was missing something. And, um, I realized then I wasn't a great employee because I had an opinion and it was very strong. And, um, I had an opportunity to be a part owner or minority owner in a camouflage clothing company named Mossy Oak. And, uh, I think that kind of slingshot me to where I am today because I got a chance to, for lack of better terms, control my own destiny and make some decisions that our business grew quite a lot over the period of time that I was there and still missing something. And I was doing everything I thought right, but. I still knew I was missing something. Got an opportunity to become an entrepreneur and uh, got in the real estate business, but still knew I was missing something. I was chasing everything I wasn't supposed to chase. You know, <laughs> in my mind, I was, you know, I was doing the right, right 
thing for me, not for anybody else. I was chasing the business and the financial freedom and all those things, but I was missing something. And then finally, and I always say it's when my head came out of my behind, the pop occurred and I realized what I was missing was there was two parts of life. One's professional and one's personal. And I said, I missed a lot on the personal. Now let me roll my sleeves up and get my butt back in gear there. And then how do I mesh them together? And of all the things I did in my life, the easiest thing I had to do looking back was meshing them together because all I had to do was include my wife. That's it. Right. And it was so simple. And once I did that, wealth, everything happened, everything happened to the better. And even today, most people at my age are thinking about retiring. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't need to work because I do need to work because I need it. Right. Financially, I don't need it, but I need it. And it's a satisfaction element for me because I put the two together. Right. To make the one. And I think that's how I got to where I'm at in short. Yeah. And from what I've seen, right. And following your posts and stuff like that, this guy, everybody, if you're listening, is the biggest go giver. And yes, I will be on his ranch one day to go hunting with him also. But like, you know, this is this guy is always helping somebody out in some way. Right. And you and I come from that generation. You're 10 years older than me, but we have that like your dad, like my uncles, my father. Right. Always believe to get a job. You do your 30. If you can, 40 years, you retire and you're good. Right. But as even though I'm a early in this entrepreneurship, right, two years old, right? I've learned that that was like, I didn't see any of my uncles in them. Some of them maybe were happy, right? You know what I mean? But, you know, they did the same grind every day, day in, day out for 30 plus years. Yes, they were great providers. Like you said, they took care of their families, you know, like my uncles who have passed away, my aunts don't have to worry, right? Because they had a retirement and, and they're good to go. But, you know, I, I, like you started thinking like, I got to do something different, you know, cause you know, I just don't want to be the corporate nine to five guy anymore. And I've done that, you know, and then I have my own story, but, but what Sammy inspires me, I watched this guy help other people get to where they want to go. And, and that's what you do, Sammy. That's what I see. You know, sometimes your posts are short, but they're right to the point where people just go, ah, there goes Sammy Knight again. Um, and, and you know what I mean? And I mean that in a total good way, because not only does Thank this guy you. show, he's the same person in front of this, like for us right now, this zoom camera as he is, if he wasn't in front of it, you know, and I see it with his family and stuff like that. And like I said, this guy, he's one of the guys I aspire to be like, right. In this journey. Uh, you're so life. Kind. That's what a compliment and what an honor to hear somebody say that, my, I tell you my reason for giving back. It's simple. My dad, when I was, I, I speak about my dad a lot, high school educated, worked hard all his life. And just, a if, if my dad ever told a, a lie, the only one I know of is one night he came home a little overserved. He told my mother, he only had two. That was a lie. 
right? <laughs> you know, see, you you have your dad, I have my mother, you know, and it was, and you know, we'll talk about my story. I would like to tell you my story one day off, you know, yeah. you've heard it, but um, that's like my mom, right? She worked her butt off to provide for her kids, right? There's seven of us total. Now there's five of us left, but but growing up, it was her, myself, and my little brother. And, you know, that lady who who barely had, I don't even think she got her GED eventually when she came here to the States, got her citizenship, right? But she, I got to tell you, Sammy, that lady never had us in an apartment, always was in a home, right? We always had three hot, uh, three hot meals a day, um, the clothes we wanted on, you know, the shoes we wanted. And, you know, I used to, you know, when you're younger in your teens, like mom doesn't know what she's talking about. She's being mean, but she was strict. I think I got my work ethic from her because I watched her work. She never complained. Right. But here's one of the greatest gifts I ever got. I will share with you is right. Two weeks before she passed away, she we were watching TV together and she just patted me on the knee and she said, thank you for your 14 year or 13 years of sobriety. Right. And that was the gift I got to give her before she passed away. So even though I was 14 years and I tease everybody when I'm on here, you know, I didn't correct her. Um, but for me, like that's priceless. Right. And that's the kind of man that I see you are. Right. And I'm so grateful to be running in the same circles with you. Um, yeah. So share more with the audience, anything else that you think they might benefit with or benefit from well, your wisdom. Some, well, you can. Some may have heard this, but I, I take my hat off to you because I think the accomplishment you've had in being sober far outweighs any accomplishment I could have. I'm not sober because I haven't convinced myself I need to be, but I'm a whole lot better today than I used to be. I can right. tell you that, but still, I think that is an unbelievable accomplishment. I don't care if you do nothing else in life. That is massive in my book. Um, my dad, when I was about 14 and I went to a, a family funeral of a family member and i never forget we were walking out of that cemetery and he stopped by a headstone of a gentleman that we all knew the family knew a family friend and he said see that and it said great father great friend great family man great follower of christ you know just all the little comments that go on a headstone and he said that's what you need to be while you're here on earth. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, 14 years old. What are you going to say? Oh, the old man doesn't know what he's talking about. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. You're right, Dad. You're exactly right. And then he said, now, your worth is going to be based on what you leave here when you leave this earth and what you share to help others be better. He said, if you dump everything in your mind, never even tell me this. You dump everything that's good and helpful for others before you leave this earth, you're a success. Yeah. I'll never forget to tell me that. So I'm I wish I could tell you that I came up with this idea, but I'm actually doing what my dad told me to do. Right. And I, I'm loving it. And he, I think he told me to do it because he knew what it would do for me. It is it is the coolest thing. And where we where I think we make mistakes is when we see somebody doing something that maybe they should be kind of called over to the corner and put your arm around them and say, 
Hey, I just noticed something. I just want to give you an opinion. You don't have to do anything with it. You can tell me to go take a hike. I'm right. good with that, but I just want to give you an opinion. Not that it's your job, but it's sometimes your responsibility. And so I, I started doing that probably 15 years ago and I'm, I'm going to do it till the day I can't breathe. Yeah. I, and I agree. One of the best things that my mentor, which I call who's my sponsor, right. For shoot, I'm going on year 19 this year. When I relapsed the last time he told me, he said, and I'll never forget it. He says, you're going to go help people, but you don't get to pick and choose who you help. If it shows up, I want you to do it. It could be the bum on the street. It could be the homeless person that needs a, a meal. It could be your fellow alcoholic in a meeting. You don't get to pick and choose. And, you know, back then I was so beat up. I go, okay, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, right. right. And, <laughs> and, uh, but you know, that was the best advice I could ever get. Cause here I am, you know, almost 19 years later, I'm on a freaking amazing, uh, call with my friend, Sammy, um, I get to surround myself with people like Sammy, both, you know, in, in all areas of my life. And, you know, I think that's the greatest thing that your dad could have ever taught you. You know, my dad was not around when I was younger, but that was some of the stuff like my mom would say. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's funny, Sammy, because I would watch her through her actions. Like I know there was so many things I didn't know my mom did until she passed away and people came up and said, you know what your mom did for me? You know what your mom did for my yeah. family? You know, you know what your mom, like when we had her memorial, the place we had it at was packed over 200. People. Oh, bet. Yeah. You know what wow. I mean? And everyone wow. said something so positive. I like, I get goosebumps, right? Like she was an amazing lady and you know, the best, another gift I got to give her though, for those 14 years, she got to put her head on a pillow and actually sleep and not worry about where her son was. You know what I mean? So, um, that's some great you know, stuff. I'm glad you, I'm glad you get goosebumps and don't ever stop getting them. No, I don't. Because that's something you should be proud of. I'll tell you a story about, um, sobriety. So one thing I did want to quit one time was, uh, I was a excessive tobacco chewer. And it gets a grip on you too. And my son, youngest son was 10 and scared me to death one Thanksgiving morning when he had my can of snuff open and I saw it and I was like, I'm going to quit. So I quit, but then I didn't want to quit. And <laughs> about two weeks into it, I was with a friend of mine that, uh, heck he's been sober 40 years now. And I was telling him we were in business in the food business together at the same time. And I was telling him, man, I got to quit this because I'm afraid my son is going to pick it up. And then it's going to be my fault. You know, I'm just giving him this whole story. And he gave me the coin, the 12-step coin. And he told me the story. And he said, take this and put it. In. I still have it. Put it in your pocket. And he said, one day you may quit everything else. But I want you to quit chewing tobacco. And this is the way I want you to do it. And I put it in my pocket and I looked at that coin every single day. And I told myself every day, I still do it today, 19 years later. So I know I can quit the other, but today, every day I wake up and I say, not today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. That's called a hope I'm chip. I'm not going to do it today. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember the name, but I still got the coin. It was red. I yeah. call it a coin of gold <laughs> because I have not. I have not touched that stuff in 19 years. 
That's awesome. And it's all because that guy took the time to do that. So I have a different connection with folks that become sober than most that especially not being one. And I, you know, I don't have a problem. I do have a problem. I just hadn't admitted it yet. <laughs> well, you know, if you ever need anything, you just let me know. And I got your back. Cause, uh, you You'll know, be the first I call, <laughs> it's just to finally get you on here and, and do this podcast with me. I was like, I've been looking forward to it since I asked you, you know what I mean? I'm counting down the days I get to have Sammy on here. So, uh, tell the audience, um, any other things that you would think they would benefit from like a piece of advice or, or something they could take, you know, we're not done yet, but I want them to listen to what you have to say. Cause like when you share, I I'm paying attention. So tell the audience one golden nugget right now that they could take away and use for a lifetime. Wow. Um, I, I tell you something that changed my world is i've always I've, once i lost my job with at&t i had to rely on my head and and my think tank you know and and being nimble and quick and stuff like that but when i really got good and i say that that sounds like i'm braggadocious but when i really got good at it i let my heart connect to my brain i let my heart be my conscience of my brain and that sounds a little crazy, but it's really not. If you let your heart keep your brain focused on the right thing, you'll never lose. If you let your brain try to make the decision, you'll be okay. You won't be great. So, and I go back to the personal and the professional, you know. Right. And God I know, like, him. I remember when I, I, Another funny story. You think of funny. My sponsor said, "Hey, don't use that brain." I said, "Why?" She goes, "Because you are." He goes, "Because you're thinking when you're not used to it." Let me do that for you until we can connect this. And I would just go, "Thanks a lot, man. You're making me feel really good here." He goes, "Just follow my lead, and I'll tell you why." I said that, but it's true. Yeah. And I, you know, and I do that with the guys I sponsor. So for right now, let me do your thinking. You know, if you have any great, call me before you make any big decisions. Not that I'm like the guru, but you know, maybe you just need a voice to say, Hey, maybe I, you know, you might want to not do this, but yeah, go ahead this way and blah, blah, blah. So that's awesome. Sammy. I'll give you an example of something. I'm going to give you a quick example yeah, of something. Go for it. I was talking to Mike Claudio not too long ago and he, he was telling me how he had like 14 sessions on the phone with coaching clients. And he said, man, when I got done, I was looking for two or three more. And I said, there's a reason. He, I said, because when you have mental fatigue, the first thing you want to do is stop, nice. lay out, be done. When you have fatigue from your heart, which is what he had, because he was helping people, right. 14 in a day. When you have fatigue from your heart, it's amazing. You're not tired. Right. You're actually like looking for the family. next one to help. I think, yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I've, and, and being of service in, in the program of AA, right? Like I learned that I couldn't wait to find the next guy to help. You know what I mean? But I know what you're talking about because as a substance abuse counselor, when I'm using this too much, like my wife will tell you, she'll look at me and she'll go, man, you look like you got ran over by a truck. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm not connecting the two. I think that's so 
important, vitally important that you just said that, Sammy, because when these are connected, your head and your heart, you don't get tired if you're doing what you love. You know what I mean? And I think it's a huge reason that I'm going into year 14 as a counselor, that I don't get sick of it, that I it's right. It may not be my full on purpose, but it's my passion. And if I always keep that in the forefront, right, that I'm always how can I best help the person in front of me? I never get tired of it, you know, and I do trust me, get some of those clients where you're just like, you know, you're just going, you're rubbing your because <laughs> no yeah. matter what you tell them, they're not listening. But, um, but that's yeah. part of the process, right? So there's a couple of questions. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, well, one, one more thing. I think yeah. when your passion becomes your obsession, you can't lose. Absolutely. And I think that's why I've stayed in the game, at least as a substance abuse counselor for so long and not burned out. And I've seen that, you know, I've seen therapists, I've seen counselors where just, you know, you know, it's all good in the beginning, but they weren't in it for the long term. Right. Like I have to say, sometimes you got to pace yourself. Right. Because you may have 10 to 15 clients on your caseload. And if you give all you got to that first one, not even your second one's going to get what they need from you. And you know what I mean? Right. And um, right. so that's why it's for me, it's such an honor to be a part of, you know, the group that we're a part of. Right. And I'm making more friends like yourself and, you know, putting myself out there and, and, and letting people know I'm here, you know, because um, my goal this year is to become, you know, to get to entrepreneur um, and all that good stuff. But um, remember this, remember this. I know you got a couple of questions, but remember <laughs> this. When. when when you wake up every day with a mission to provide your specialty and your passion to others and you see them grow, there's, there's nothing that can elevate you faster. Right. And if you're not taking care of you, Hey, look, business is easy. That's the easiest thing I ever did. Running a business, opening a business, making it successful. That's easy. It's this part and this part that's challenging. Control them. Control them. Well, thank God we have the G code, right? Thank God we have something to help guide us in that area, you know, whether it's family, fitness, finance, whatever, you know, and hits gratitude, genetics, grind, and group. Um, that's been yep. instrumental for me, at least in the last two years to keep focus, right? Cause I'm one of those ADD, you know, recovering drug addicts, alcoholics. So, you know, yes, I've been guilty of the next shiny, whatever. And, but since I focus now and, and concentrate on what's like you said, keeping this and this connected and, and focusing on, you know, the goals that I can actually go out and get, you know, the ones that are that scary though, you know, it's been a game changer. So, you know, that's why I asked my my guests a couple of questions, right? Um, I wrote a book called Fearless Happiness, My Addiction, My Battles, mm-hmm. My Recovery. So I like to ask my my guests the first part of that, fearless. What does fearless, Sammy, mean to you? And how does that show up in your life? Well, that, you know, I, um, I've been scared of two things in my life, three things. One, not having a relationship with God. And when I finally got the right one, I don't have that fear anymore. Two, waking up one day and my wife says, that's it. 
And three, and this will sound small, but to me it was it's big. Ever taken another taste of tobacco? Same thing you face with mm-hmm. alcoholism. Right. Is I have a fear that if I do, and it's probably the one thing that keeps me away from it, that if I do, I failed myself. And so those are fears in my life, but I I can control fear was providing. Well, I've, I've whipped that. And today, um, every time I have something that remotely feels like could be a fear, I attack it. I don't yeah. run from it. Right. And, you know, fears get big when you run from them. Um, and I, man, I've done some stupid stuff, buddy, believe me. But it's just like in business when some people hear about a issue rumbling, they kind of turn their back and they're like, man, I don't really want to deal with that. I, I go straight to it. Right. I run to that potential storm. So I, I guess my fearless element for me was I taught myself how to run straight to it and attack it. I didn't a long time ago. And right. then I finally did. And I, I, it's been great. That's so awesome. I don't fear anything. <laughs> right. I, I do. A, I do a fear my accountant calling me on April 15th. That makes me nervous. But... <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm going to, you know, have one of those too. I'll be calling you up. Sammy, how big is that fear when that happens? <laughs> <laughs> so the second question I love to ask is happiness, right? And if you see, I put a Y in the happiness and I did that for a reason. And um, I love it. Right. There's a reason I did it. So uh, knowing I put the why in happiness, what does happiness look like for you in your life? And how does that show up on a daily basis? Happiness to me today is the first. It's a couple of things. The first thing I do every morning is hit my knees. And the last thing I do every night is hit my knees. Um, A friend of mine told me one time, he said. He said, saying a prayer. When you know you're saying a good prayer is when you never say amen, right. which means you're constantly talking. So that's one. The other that took me a long time to realize happiness is dating my wife every day. I hear people having a date night. I date my wife every day. It may be sitting down drinking coffee. It may be a text. It may be a phone call, but it always starts and ends with I love you. Yes. And And that to me is cool. 25 years ago, I was too macho to say that in front of my friends. Today, I'm too macho not to say it in front of my friends. Right. I love it, Sammy. I love it. You just (laughs) so me and my wife tried to do the same thing, right? And yesterday our date day was in the yard, right? (laughs) I should have seen us at the end of the day. (laughs) 
took our hot showers and you know i'm in my chair she's on the bed and she's you know that look like yes i love you but you know we need to take, yeah. <laughs> take it easy uh because my wife's yeah. a beast when it comes to getting things done you cannot tell her no we're not doing something she'll just look at you you know and you know being married you just go yes honey okay uh, uh you just take uh, take the lead and i'll be right behind you to do whatever you need me to do right so it was yeah, you know when they uh when they call you and they've got an issue, the best answer is always, yes, honey, I'll be home in just a minute. Because the second you walk in the door, they're going to tell you what's on their mind. You don't have to try to find out things. Just go on home and get it over with. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, this has been such a great interview, man. I just so appreciate you coming on and taking the time, Sammy. Um, let me ask you uh, this. Um, if someone wanted to work with you, right? coaching whatever it is you do in your business or whatever how can they get a hold of you dm me on facebook is the easiest way to do it under sammy s-a-m-m-i-e night and um if i can help just reach out if i don't know the answers or don't think i'm the right guy i'll get you connected with somebody if it helps you be better that's my job that's my responsibility not my job it's my responsibility so uh, um, Max, I, I want to tell you one thing that you probably don't hear enough, but I'm going to say it. What's that, sir? And um, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm really proud of you because you're showing a lot of men what being a man's really all about. And I'm really proud of you. I appreciate that. No one's ever told me that here on this uh, podcast. But, you know, I take that to heart coming from you, Sammy. So thank you so much. It just proves to me that people are watching and that's why it's always important to do the right thing. Right. And to, like you said, our responsibility as human being is to always help. I mean, that's what God wants, right? That's his whole thing is help one another, right? Help each other grow, yeah. be the best, as Ryan would say, the best and most elite version of ourselves. You know, that's a big reason he's successful. That's a big reason you're successful. Um, it's a big reason that I have the friends I have today, right? Because if I was that, you know, as they say, jack wagon doing, you know, taking advantage of people, Sammy definitely wouldn't be sitting here with me today, you know, this morning, uh, <laughs> telling me, giving I'd probably me his talk. I'd probably be talking to you. <laughs> right. Going now, Max, you need to pay attention to this. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I, you know, that means the world to me, Sammy. So thank you so, so much. Um, any last parting thoughts or advice that you could give the audience before we part? Don't be bashful and make sure that you speak up. If you think you need a little hand, you do. Raise right. your hand and let somebody help you. Right. And that's actually a sign of strength. And what I've learned in, in becoming an adult, right, is that asking for help when you need it is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength saying that, you know, your weakness, but I need help with something, um, you know, and it, you know, you grow up in Texas and, you know, us men are taught to suck it up and, you know, brush ourselves off and, and go forward. Right. But I like that famous Rocky line where he says, it's not about how hard you could get. It's about how many times you can get up and keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's what right. it's about. And, and when like for yeah. Sammy and I, we have people that we can call or, you know, now I have an extra guy, Sammy here that I can reach out to and, you know, get some advice from if I need it. So thank you so much for that, Sammy. 
it's been a great honor of mine to have you here. It was such a great uh, episode. So you, my man, are one of my guys I like look up to. So thank you so You're much. You're awful kind. Thank you. It's an honor. Are you tired of being weighed down by life's traumas and struggles? Join the fearless happiness lifestyle and let us guide you toward a brighter future. Explore our past podcast episodes and get a copy of the Fearless Happiness book to ignite your inner strength. If you or someone you love is battling addiction or facing challenges related to unresolved trauma, know that we are here for you. Visit maxnates.org, M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T dot O-R-G and take the first steps toward finding your fearless happiness. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Fearless Happiness.